0: One app, over three hundred thousand travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. This is Matt Warren, editor in chief at Buffalo and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q and A and the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. The Buffalo Bills didn't end the season the way we wanted them to, with a win in the Super Bowl. They lost in the AFC Championship game this weekend, but it was still a fun season. A season we'll look back on in you know years from now and say, "Man, how much fun was that?" Um, I know I certainly will. Uh, but um, you know, not like I said, it doesn't feel that way right now, and so we'll dive into that a little bit over the course of today's podcast. As always we're filling that off-season mailbag with your questions so please send them in as many as you want right now and we'll get to them over the course of the off-season voicemail line is 716-508-0405 send in those voicemails right now 24 hours a day seven days a week it's um an unmanned voicemail line so i'm not going to pick up when you call uh, you can text questions to that phone number as well 716-508-0405 you can tweet us at Rumlings q on twitter email us buffalo Rumlings at sbnation.com instagram and facebook messages to the official buffalo rumblings account will also uh, meander their way into my inbox uh, so there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show as we move into the offseason when there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered by this Buffalo Bills team. And we'll be covering it all over at buffalorumlinks.com on Tuesday. Our off season coverage is going to kick off in earnest. Um, Monday was kind of that you know, post-game opinion piece, like what went wrong, what went right, um, if anything went right. And so uh, we'll really start hitting the offseason on Tuesday and, of course, into the rest of the offseason. We've got you know, a lot of great and in, insightful articles planned uh, for between now and the start of free agency and the league year between now and the NFL draft, uh, because, you know, we saw the Bills have problems. So let's get into all of that uh, first by talking about the takeaways from the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I start writing these takeaways during the game. And then edit it at the end of the game, um, especially if like there's a close outcome or something like that. But I had most of these written by the time the game was over on Sunday, uh, I think, for obvious reasons. But the first takeaway was two possessions to two possessions, and Sean McDermott is getting rightfully slammed pretty much everywhere nationally for how conservative he played against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he wasn't that way throughout the season. You know, uh, I think Joe Baskellia said it on. The uh, Athletic Buffalo Beat podcast. You know, it's easy to go for it when you know you're up by a score on fourth down against the Denver Broncos. But when it really mattered against the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that can beat you, you know, 21 different ways, you know, Sean McDermott just did not go for it on fourth down when he needed to. And he turned a two possession game into a two possession game twice you know when the bills were losing by 12 points at the end of the first half and then again in the second half uh, to start the, the third quarter he kicked a field goal and so instead of needing two possessions to win the game the bills now needed two possessions to win the game and i tweeted it out at the time from the buffalo rumblings account you know when you can't stop the chiefs on any of their possessions, then your possessions are precious. And you need to keep it within a one-score game. Um, And and so the only argument you can make is, well, if they miss, it's a two-possession game or it's a 12-point game and you need two touchdowns. Well, yeah. But if you make it, it's a one-possession game, and now you only have to stop the Chiefs once when you haven't been able to. You know, by the time the Bills were down by 12, they had allowed the Chiefs to score touchdowns on three straight drives, 21 um, oh, run by the Chiefs after the Bills went up nine nothing, and so it was more important then to go for the touchdown. Um, you could also see it in you know Josh Allen's body language in the rest of the offense. Like they weren't confident. You know, sending your k- field goal kicker out there telling them, "Hey, I don't think you can pick up two yards and score this touchdown." You know, is not a way to embolden your stumbling quarterback who by that point in time had looked frazzled um not to the extent that he looked against the houston texans last year but but certainly was frazzled by you know the end of the second quarter so i thought it was a mistake to kick the field goal at the end of the first half i thought it was a mistake to kick the field goal at the beginning of the second half you know what you you get a win by forcing the chiefs to kick a field goal to start the third quarter and then you come out and just like okay, I'll kick a field goal too. You need to outscore them by 12 points over the rest of the game and you're trading field goals with this team. It's not the way to do it. The Bills weren't able to shut them down on defense and it, you really saw that come to a head in the second half. So I, I just, it was, it's indefensible to kick those field goals at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half when you're down 12 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, red zone scoring percentage. So speaking of that scoring in the red zone, the Bills couldn't seal the deal most of the night. Uh, On their first trip, following that muffed punt, they scored on the first play from the three-yard line. That's awesome. Um, Before the end of the half, they kicked a field goal. After six plays inside the red zone uh, to start the third quarter, they kicked a field goal. um, And then they threw an interception on a bobbled pass uh, to John Brown later in the game. They just couldn't do anything um, on the short field. They couldn't do anything in the red zone to score points except for that you know 3-yard toss to Dawson Knox following the muff punt. So it's not a way to keep to beat the Chiefs and you know we've talked about this earlier in the year as a kind of segue here. Um, after the Bills lost to the Chiefs and the Titans, I said that this team is not a contender and I got slammed for it. You know, the Bills are 4-2. They're you know, they're certainly capable of going on a run. And then I believed that. Like they beat two 11-win teams You're in the playoffs. They beat the Colts, they beat the Ravens, and you're like, okay, maybe they can be a contender. And then they just got smoked off the field. And it's stuff like this. It's stuff like turtling when you're supposed to go for a touchdown and you actually kick a field goal instead. It's stuff for like not being able to score in the red zone in the biggest game of the year. You know, so all of that stuff, like sean mcdermott said it after the game like we need to figure out a way to beat kansas city the bills are only going to play them once during the regular season next year but they know that to get to their goals they have to go through the chiefs and so the way that you do that is scoring in the red zone and going for it on fourth down being aggressive maybe the better way to say it um you know if you're gonna go for it on fourth down maybe you call your plays on first and second down a little bit differently so just kind of something to think about and i know i'm kind of ranting and. and off topic here um back to the takeaways there was no answers on defense and i went into this a little bit more on um, monday morning in my post game column that posted monday morning but you know even when they were down on the scoreboard the chiefs offense was still clicking you know they had a dropped pass that gave the bills the ball early in the game which is how the bills were able to build a two-score lead right off the bat um But Travis Kelsey had his way with this Bills defense. Uh, 13 passes, um, 118 yards, and two touchdowns on 15 targets. Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 172 yards. Uh, The Chiefs had 21 unanswered points and moved the ball 239 yards on those three drives. Um, It just really is back to the drawing board for Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott. And what I wrote in my opinion piece is that the Bills got exactly what they wanted. They got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball five and a half, six yards down the field every single time. And what the Bills defense is predicated on is you know, they throw a short pass, you come up, you make the tackle. They throw a short pass, you come up and make the tackle. And then when it gets into the red zone and they don't have that kind of um, over-the-top ability, then you're able to kind of bottle them up and force them to kick a field goal. Or even better, you force them to make a mistake, whether it's your pass rush getting to the quarterback or your linebackers um, or secondary making a play to stop a, a, a team on third down, or it's a guy dropping a pass, or it's you know running the wrong route, or it's something like that. The Chiefs weren't making those mistakes. And so the Bills got exactly what they wanted, but they weren't able to make the tackle because you saw Tyreek Hill take off for another 64 yards after his six-yard catch. They weren't able to keep uh, the Chiefs from converting on all those second and third downs. And so they weren't able to get off the field, and they just let touchdown after touchdown after touchdown happen because the way their defense was set up was to you know wait for the Chiefs to make a mistake, or to force a mistake, and they weren't able to do that. You can't give Patrick Mahomes chances. Uh, speaking of that defensive stuff, you know there were twice in the first half where. The Bills had a free rusher at Patrick Mahomes, and they weren't able to bring him down. They, they barely even made him, you know, like shuffle his feet. Matt Milano straight up missed him. A.J. Finessa missed him on the next play. And uh, the Chiefs went down and scored a touchdown. It just, they weren't even t- able to put a hit on him. And if he's supposedly dealing with this turf toe injury, you know, they got to make him think twice about moving. They, they have to be able to get him on the ground when they get pressure, even if it's after the ball is thrown. Uh, just to like m- get that in the back of his head. The Chiefs were able to shut down Stephon Diggs with 18 minutes left in the game. He had two catches for 12 yards. He he did finish with uh, 77 yards on 11 targets and six catches. Um, he had, but he so he had four catches over the last 18 minutes of the game. But that was largely garbage time when the Chiefs were playing uh, prevent defense. Um, they were physical with Stephon Diggs. They got in the passing lane but they also jammed him at the line something the bills weren't able to do uh to the chiefs and it just it played really really well in the the chiefs secondary they showed it a lot on the cbs broadcast how the chiefs were blanketing the bills receivers and then finally what's next for josh allen um what was the reason that he wasn't as successful in this game? Um, he wasn't recognizing the blitz. He wasn't recognizing the coverages. You know, that's where he needs to get better this offseason. And we've seen his ability to get better in an offseason, clearly. Uh, took a huge jump between year two and year three. So, I mean, that's the next step for him, is recognizing what the Chiefs were able to do psychologically and mentally to him. Um, and so that they can address that next year in these big games on this big stage Um, he is the long-term answer for the bills Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that anymore Uh, so much so that I went and bought his jersey but he reverted to 2019 Josh he sailed passes he was staring down receivers he had two near picks in the first half Uh, it did take him a little bit of time to settle down which, you know, it just shows the stage that we were on. You know, he did the same thing last year in the wildcard game. And then in this year's wildcard game and divisional playoff, it didn't look too big for him. So maybe he just needed to get that under his belt. They need to figure out a way um, to get that mental side under control. And um, I mean, he, he didn't have a bad, bad game. <clears throat> two, 287 yards with another 88 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He had that interception off the deflected pass to John Brown. Like they were able to move the ball. But he didn't have a great game. He didn't have a game where he took over. He didn't have a game where it was even, like, I don't know. He could have done more in this game, and they needed him to do more in this game with the way the running game was. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that all later. Um, But I wanted to be able to get to your questions, and I've already talked for 10 minutes on just my own takeaways from the game. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and hit all of your questions here in a second. Support for this podcast comes from smart water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart water alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated. No matter where your day takes you, whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, smart water alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, pure, Crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Jack kicks us off here uh, from Twitter. What happened to the gadget and trick plays? McKenzie motion, but even unconventional plays like quarterback sweeps or jet sweeps. Was it nervousness? We did it in the wildcard game last year. The Chiefs were playing cover two a lot, and it's less effective against cover two. You saw the Bills do that um, to go away from those gadget plays when they saw cover two uh, several times this year, because you know you don't have a defender following the guy across the field, and uh, that's what creates a lot of the misdirection. Is that like when do they switch guys? When you know whose responsibility is which person as he crosses the field? Um, that's what, you know when you're playing a zone, it doesn't matter as much on the mis- misdirection. Um, You know, they they did not use a lot of Isaiah McKenzie. He ended up scoring the touchdown at the end of the game, I think. But, um, you know, they didn't use those misdirections. They didn't call any trick plays. Um, You know, they moved the ball okay on a lot of those drives. Um, I think their biggest problem was the offensive line. You know, if you're going to, say, do, um, I don't know, an end-around pass or a wide receiver pass back to Josh Allen or something like that, you need actual protection up front. And the Bills weren't able to get consistent protection all night really and they weren't able to move the defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs in the run game either so I think it really does all start up there Um, you can't have those longer developing trick plays if your offensive line isn't doing really well Um, you know maybe that was the thought process and maybe it wasn't I I, it's hard to get into the brain of Brian Dable on this particular issue Um, you know they needed something to jumpstart them a few times but I don't think that the offense was their biggest problem it was you know not going for it on those fourth downs like when you have a, a first and 10 and you get seven yards on first down and then you have second and three and third and three and you drop both both of those passes or have completes on both of those passes and then kick a field goal when you're inside the chief's 20 yard line like that's a problem um, that doesn't necessarily get solved by trick plays or misdirection you know it's just it's an execution problem at that point so uh, i don't I don't know why Brian Dable didn't pull out you know, all of his bag of tricks, but I don't know if it would have mattered very much the way that the defense was playing and the way the offensive line was playing. Thanks for your question on Twitter, at Rumlinks and Over on Instagram, Eric asks us, how is it possible for a team to put pressure on Allen while simultaneously covering our very high-end receiver core? That answer needs to be fixed. The Chiefs did what the Bills always say they want to do, which is generate pressure from the front four. Uh, Chris Jones and the Chiefs' defensive line were really disruptive up front for Kansas City. They were able to you know, get into the backfield, um, take away Allen's ability to step up in the pocket. Um, you know, the, obviously, we saw he was sacked, I think, four times for 50-something yards and because he ran backwards to try and get away from the pressure a lot. But it was an offensive line issue to start with. And so when you can keep seven guys in coverage, you know, you look down the field and there's a lot of guys covered. Uh, So the chiefs played an excellent game in the secondary. They played a really nice game up front and they were really physical in both spots as well. They were physical on the line of scrimmage, Chris Jones. We saw him throw a punch at the beginning of the game, but he also just was playing very physically from the beginning. He knocked John Feliciano over a pile on one of the run plays on that first drive by the bills. They just were out physicling the Bills on that first drive, and really for the whole game, they they set the tone. You know they, you know they got called for a roughing the passer penalty, but they wanted to make sure that Josh Allen felt that they were there, and they certainly were able to do that. On the back end, they were more physical with the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. I talked about that earlier with Stephon Diggs, that they were able to you know get a little bit more physical with him. And in the playoffs, they let them play a little bit more as opposed to calling flags on that. So the Bills just weren't ready, I don't think, for that, uh, I don't know what's the way to call it, the the rise in physicality that the Chiefs were able to bring. So I think that's the biggest issue with how the Bills were able, or how the Chiefs were able to shut down the Bills, is that they were just more physical on every level, um, the Chiefs' defense against the Bills' offense. Thanks for your question over on Instagram at the Buffalo Rumblings account staying on Instagram, Ethan says why was the game plan against the Chiefs stupid AF I don't know if it was necessarily stupid Um, we called it the same thing in the week six loss to the Chiefs right like the Chiefs were able to run down Buffalo's throat it was a dumb game plan all this stuff I think it was an okay game plan in week six they just weren't able to make tackles which is why I was so optimistic coming into this game that because Matt Milano was back and because Tredavious White was healthy and Tremaine Edmonds was healthy that the Bills were going to be able to make those tackles but they were not ready for the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs and so They needed to switch something up at some point, I think. Um, And Tony Romo talked about that on the broadcast. You know, what you're doing isn't working, so try something else. But you know, the Bills tried to mix in man, and they got their butts handed to them. They went back to zone, and they got their butts handed to them. So they just weren't ready for the Chiefs' speed. Um, That comes back to Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, of course. But yeah, I don't know if it was a dumb game plan. They just like a lot of times, especially in these big games, like players make plays. And the Chiefs had a lot of great players make a lot of great plays. Like Travis Kelsey caught 13 catches on 15 targets. It, he wasn't doing anything like super special. Terry Kill was doing stuff that was special, running away from guys. But he was just finding, Kelsey was just finding soft spots in the zone. And Mahomes was feeding him the ball because let your players play. Uh, let Patrick Mahomes find Travis Kelsey, get seven yards or eight yards on every play, and just move the chains. Uh, that's not anything special, but you got to do something to break that up and and so it might not be game planning it might be like in-game adjustments that i've got a bigger problem with but the bills did not have any answers for the the speed of the chiefs defense um and the efficiency of the chiefs defense they just kept waiting for them to make a mistake and the chiefs were not willing to make a mistake thanks for your question over on instagram at the buffalo rumblings account Andrew back on Twitter asks us, both the Steelers and 49ers played cover two and Allen had the offense, Allen and the offense had their way with those defenses. What did the Chiefs do differently with their cover two looks that caused problems apart from the receivers not separating? I alluded to this in my previous answer. It, They really were able to generate a really nice pass rush. Um, against the Buffalo Bills. you know, When the Steelers were rushing the passer, it was maybe one guy that Josh Allen was able to make miss and find an open guy and complete the pass. But against the Chiefs, it was one guy missed and then there was another guy just waiting there to kind of corral Josh Allen. I mean, the the Chiefs secondary, this does not take away anything from them. They played a very, very good game. Uh, But really it starts up front with the front four. The 49ers and Steelers weren't able to create that pressure up front. And the Chiefs were. And I think that's the biggest difference between the three games that you mentioned, Steelers, 49ers, and Chiefs. Thanks for that question, Andrew, over at Q and a on Twitter. That's that's going to do it for this week's episode. As always, you can call in your questions at 716 508 Let's get a backlog of those going heading into the offseason. You can text us at the same number, 716-508-0405. Email us buffalo at sbnation.com. You can send in your questions uh, on Instagram and Facebook using the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts. You can also use Twitter at RumblingsQ&A to send in your questions for next week's episode and all the episodes for this offseason. We look forward to analyzing the bills and where to go from here. But for now, go Bill's.